This is a West Gippsland Week podcast. Due to inconsistency of government funding and the impact of the pandemic on the international student uh, trade, if that's the right word, the Australian university sector is undergoing uh, a number of restructures uh, and some changes of approach. An important uh, organisation in this area and indeed across regional Victoria is Federation University and uh, I'm sort of a little distressed to discover that they are undertaking a major redundancy and I guess full disclosure for me as a radio broadcaster, um, I've used the, the university as a particularly valuable resource but I think it's a valuable resource for uh, the regions. Um, and I'm joined by Matthew Abbott, who is the NTEU, that's the National Tertiary Education Union, president for Federation University, uh, to discuss what might be, be happening. Thanks very much for your time, Matthew. No worries, Paul. Thanks for having me this morning. Uh, I guess we've got to start with what what do we know? They've announced that there will be a restructure and a sort of, I guess, a philosophical underpinning for it. But what do we know of, of the actual outcomes yet? On Monday of last week, the Vice-Chancellor announced uh, two major change processes. The first was a university-wide restructure in which all of our academic schools are going to be collapsed into three so-called employment and startup centres with deans to be replaced by CEOs. Um, And there was also an offer, a university-wide offer of voluntary redundancies to all ongoing staff members. So what's the idea behind this, uh, what do you call them? Yeah, employment and startup centres. And look, that's a great question. Um, Where at this point, um, there are many aspects of these announcements that are quite unclear uh, and we're actually lacking in some really important information. Now, one of those items of information is, uh, well, exactly how are these employment and startup centres going to work? Is this simply a kind of, um, you know, corporate sounding rebrand? Is it just words? Or are we going to actually have shifts in the kind of internal governance structures uh, of these new new centres? For example, um, with deans being replaced by CEOs, Um, It's not clear if that means a substantial shift in the role of uh, of the former uh, of the former dean um, in terms of, you know, how they make decisions and uh, to whom they're accountable uh, and so on. Uh, And one one concern here, um, uh, I think, is, of course, that uh, CEOs in the private sector are accountable to shareholders um, and, you know, they act in light of that, Um, whereas universities are uh, nonprofit organisations and you'd be forgiven for thinking otherwise, looking at some executive salaries, of course, but but we're not a corporation. Uh, and so uh, what happens when we have CEOs operating within uh, former academic schools um, uh, with no form of accountability to shareholders or similar? Um, so uh, again, um, we're not sure if it's just words, if it's just meant to sort of sound uh, industry friendly uh, and it's just a kind of rebrand, or if we, we really are talking about more substantial shifts. And, and that's one of our the key questions that, that we're uh, putting to the Vice-Chancellor. We need clarity on this and indeed many other aspects of these announcements. So having called for voluntary redundancies, um, that sounds like it's a step uh, to saving money. D- do you have any clues in that direction either? Not really, um, except for the context um, of, you know, the, um, uh, the provided in the consultation papers, which, you know, uh, it's about 
uh, expected declines in enrolments uh, domestically and a kind of uh, expected delay in the return of uh, international students. So that's the kind of financial picture that, that's being put forward. Um, and, you know, these announcements are being made in that context. Um, but we don't know the scale of the cuts that are, that are going to be um, pushed through either. Um, redundancies are on the table everywhere. But how many staff are we actually looking to shed? Uh, how much of a saving is, you know, the Vice-Chancellor looking to make? What is the broader, you know, financial picture uh, in that sense? Well, uh, we just don't know, unfortunately. And so, um, you know, staff are incredibly anxious. Students are incredibly anxious and upset. Uh, we heard from some, from some students at a, uh, a staff meeting yesterday and, and you know, there, there are, um, you know, hundreds of students who are uh, really concerned about what their university is going to look like from uh, from next year. But but once again, we're all just uh, trying to interpret these very vague uh, kind of announcements that are lacking in this uh, information, including just the scale of the cuts. Um, is it going to be a handful of people or are we going to be the next Deacon or Latrobe with, you know, 100 staff to go or whatever? And, and the impacts in the, in the latter case could be incredibly severe in uh, regional Australia, regional Victoria. Uh, and does any of this relate to the shifts and changes in federal funding uh, recently? Uh, I, I believe that is part of the... Um, uh, the reasoning uh, behind this, we've had some some uh, cuts that 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 are being pushed through at the moment. Um, we're we're fighting to save some jobs, but you know there's a dispute going on in the School of Arts, um, and some of the justification given there uh, was certainly about the federal government's um, uh, job ready graduates program um, and projected declines in enrolments as a result of the increasing fees associated with courses in the humanities um, and social sciences and uh, and so on. So. Look, that's, um, you know, part of the broader context. So the, the projected declines, is that based, what's that based on? Is that based on assumptions around the changes in fees or, or, or is there any other sort of information about that, that might indicate that's the way things are going? Yeah, look, that's a really excellent question. I, I think a lot of these claims are quite speculative that, you know, um, by their nature, they're, they're claims about the future and what's, what's going to happen. Um, and I find that very, uh, very concerning that we're kind of... Um, uh, enacting these cuts in, in, in what looks like a very preemptive way uh, on the basis of, uh, you know, expected declines and predicted um, uh, declines and so on, uh, which I think is, uh, is quite concerning. I mean, in my view, I think, you know, there, there's a lot that's still up in the air um, regarding um, domestic enrolments and, and international enrolments too. Um, and um, it's too early to say what the uh, overall impact of the um, pandemic is going to be on the sector and uh, regional institutions. Uh, so rather than cutting, now is the time to invest in and support our core programs and staff members and, and really firm up the relationship between Federation University and the regions that it serves. It seems to me that that uh, with the change in, in terminology being instituted, is there a sense that there's a bit of sort of uh, uh, sniffing the wind about the direction of, of I guess, federal support and, and, and the, the corporate support? Yes, look, I think that's part of the uh, part of the intention here is to sort of realign with, um, you know, shifts in federal policy um, and so on. Um, so I think that's fairly clear. Um, the question is whether it's actually going to work. <laughs> and I think that's the real uh, the real issue here um, or one of the real issues here. Um, uh, where's the evidence that this rebrand um, will actually attract, you know, more domestic students? I mean, we've heard, like I said, from 
um, uh, student senators and others who are, who are saying that, look, the, the student response to this is incredibly negative. Students are very upset, uh, very scared about what's happening. Um, so, so why would this, you know, rebrand turn around our fortunes um, uh, regarding enrolments? It seems like a very high risk um, strategy, a kind of Hail Mary pass, if you like. Uh, and that's not even going into the other concerns, of course, which is about our status as a tertiary uh, uh, education institution. Um, that's, um, you know, I think there's an equity issue here for regional Victorians in uh, Gippsland, the Ballarat region and elsewhere. Um, that regional Australians deserve access to a tertiary education, uh, to a university education. Um, TAFEs serve a very important role, and that's part of what we offer at Federation University as well. Um, but it's not the same as a university. Um, TAFEs offer something uh, quite different, and uh, it's important that, that regional Australians have access to both. Um, and so if Fed, if Fed Uni is going to kind of shift into a you know kind of glorified TAFE, I think there are lots of concerns about equity and, and access uh, associated with that. Well, I know in Gippsland over some decades, there's been a sort of consistent, consistently poor um, result for Gippsland students completing um, year 12 uh, and going on to university. And if uh, there isn't a campus in this area, that can only, I would have thought, get get worse. And, you know, the, the whole transition process into particularly for the Trobe Valley, it would seem to me it just uh, needs that kind of presence. Yeah, I totally agree, Paul. And, and that's part of our mission, as I understand it, in uh, regional Victoria, uh, is to is to offer those pathways uh, for regional students, um, you know, students who might be their first, the first in their family to go to university, uh, you know, mature age students as well. Uh, you know, those forms of access are, are hugely important. Uh, for those students, but also for their families uh, and for the local communities in these areas, of course. I mean, um, uh, if Fed Uni, you know, um, uh, is no longer going to maintain its status as a university or it's going to not really be offering a genuine tertiary education anymore, well, um, perhaps those students will start thinking it's time to travel to to Melbourne, to move to Melbourne or, or uh, elsewhere, you know, and then you have this um, problem of, of, of brain drain and the uh, associated economic and sort of cultural damage to regional communities. Um, and th there have been some uh, redundancies already offered, as I understand it. We've had um, uh, kind of uh, relatively small amounts of redundancies being offered or uh, forced through our, in different parts of our operations over the past couple of years, most recently in the School of Arts, where they're, they're trying to get rid of uh, one third of staff in the humanities and social sciences, uh, including um, uh, Eric Eklund, uh, whose job we think we can save actually, because the basis of this is incredibly uh, flimsy, but um, uh, he's a senior historian in the Gippsland region um, with very distinct uh, expertise and connections to local communities um, and so on. Um, uh, so that's just, you know, one example of a recent um, round of cuts that, that, um, that, you know, are being pushed through. As for these uh, most recent, um, uh, announcements, there are a handful of kind of management positions um, uh, that are being cut ac uh, according to this um, uh, to this proposal. Um, and, and what we don't know is whether there will be, you know, many other positions in like non-management positions uh, going as well. That's one of the bits of information that's lacking. But but from what I understand it, part of the, um, of the idea of collapsing six schools into three, um, which, you know, they're not going to be schools anymore. They'll be whatever, you know, employment and startup centres or, or whatever. But part of the motivation there, I understand, is to um, uh, cut costs by uh, removing um, 
positions in management. So, so, so we do know that that's happening. Um, but again, the you know the um, uh, lack of concrete information about how those those um, new startup centres are going to work is um, uh, makes it hard to say much more. Well, as you've said, uh, the, the whole process is a little bit disturbing and very unclear. Um, and thank you very much for clarifying what what we do know, what communities can do to to um, respond to this. Uh, it could be important too, and we, we look forward to kind of working that out too. Yeah, I'm very keen to have that conversation, uh, Paul, because I think there, there's actually quite a lot that um, uh, regional Victorians um, uh, uh, c- can do in this context. Uh, write to your local MP. Um, uh, you know, write to the university, um, uh, get on Talkback Radio, um, you know, uh, make some posts on social media, raising concern about this. Um, so I'm very keen to, yeah, to keep chatting with you and uh, about, you know, those forms of activism. Um, I'm also pleased to say we had a, uh, a massive union meeting yesterday, uh, one of our biggest ever, I think, or the biggest in recent memory. Um, and um, staff and students are going to be working together to uh, to oppose these cuts as well. Uh, so we're, we're getting organised and, um, you know, the, the fight's really only just starting. Well, I look forward to hearing more about that. And uh, certainly uh, from a selfish point of view, I would encourage uh, our audience to to take up the cause if uh, if they can. Thanks again for your time, Matt. Thanks for having me, Paul.